It is it's just lovely looking out and seeing you all. It's so lovely to be together tonight at this um, Carols by Candlelight. It's such a special service right at the heart of our Christmas celebrations, the candles, the Christmassy feel, all of it. But do you wonder why we do it all? Do you wonder if we could say what's at the heart of all of this? Matt, what is it? What is it? What's the one thing? Family, food, celebration? Yeah, definitely. These things are important. But I want to suggest to all of us tonight something really simple, that when we strip it all back and when we get right to the heart of all of this, Christmas is very simply about a gift that somebody gave. In fact, it's about a gift that's been given for you. Every single one of us. Now, I want to ask you at this point, speaking of gifts, how are you getting on with your gift buying? Wrong question. Who here, come on then, who here has done all of their gift buying? Oh, 10% smug faces. Don't look, everyone else, don't look. It's difficult to cope with the smirk on their face. Okay, who here has yet to do quite a bit of gift buying, let's be honest, yes. I want to say to you guys, I'm giving you hope tonight, we have over a week left, okay? It's going to be okay. Um, well, I say it's going to be okay. It all depends on who you've got to buy the gifts for, doesn't it? Let's be honest, right? And where they are on the gift-buying trickiness scale. And there is a scale. You just didn't know it. But now I've said it, you're like, he's right. And at one end of the scale are the people, is this one on, John? Are the people that are really easy to buy gifts for. The people that you know would love anything. There you go. Hey, a wooden doorstop. Oh, thank you. That is just (laughs) tremendous, beautiful wood. Um, And then there's the people that just want the same thing every year. Just get me that pair of slippers. Thank you very much. Very happy with those. Wear them for 12 months. Wear them out and get them again next year. And then there are the best of the best. The list writers. Oh, they're good. Some of you here might be list writers. And if you're buying gifts for a list writer, oh, it's so, so good. They basically tell you what they want, where to buy it, how much it is, what the size is, what the colour is, and you just go, yep. No problem, you've got plenty of time. But over this end of the scale, oh dear, oh dear, very different people altogether. Over this end of the scale are the people that you know really care what you buy them. And I mean really opinionated. But when you ask them, say as a husband, and no, I'm not including my wife in this, (laughs) I'm more like this. But when you ask, say as a husband, or you ask them, you say, darling, what would you like for Christmas? Two words that send fear through the blood of every man and husband across the land come out. And they are these. Darling. Oh, wait. They're not up. <laughs> Surprise me. <laughs> Surprise me. Surprise me, darling. They are not the words you want to see. Now, I love being surprised. I'm actually one of those people. I'm sorry, Vex. I'm the one that loves it. But as you saw up there, I didn't always used to be like that. I used to like saying to my mum and dad 
what I would like for Christmas. And because I was a child of the 80s and the early 90s, yes, I know, it's tricky to believe, um, (laughs) what was more important in the Advent period than Advent calendars for children of the 80s and the 90s? It was what popped up on the screen. It's this. Not the chocolate in the Advent calendar. It's this right here. The Argos catalogue. And you know I'm right. Because this was basically your list. And you'd open it up, and you'd go through, and you'd see all the wonderful things that you might want. And I remember doing this with my brother and sister. Oh, look at that Game Boy. I'll have one of those, please. What's that? That's an Amiga with a TV that I could have in my room. Yes, please. Have a train set, two of those, please. That would be amazing. Scale Electrics, you better believe it. The Lego page, everything. Everything. (laughs) Pirate ship castle, you name it, I did it. Um, I'll be honest, didn't really get any of them, but it was really fun. And every year, I used to get, you know, ring different things. But I'll be honest with you again, there was one thing that I rang. Rang? I ringed it? I ringed? One thing that I ringed, circled, thank you. (laughs) One thing that I circled every year. Ringed it, ranged it, circled. Um, and I'll be honest, I never, never got it. It's sad. Do you want to know what it is? Here it comes. It's this. It's a Mr. Frosty slushy maker. Now, lots of you are looking at this going, Matt, you've lost the plot. I don't have a clue what that is. But some of you here are going, oh, this was the toy in the 80s and the 90s that everyone wanted. It was always on the TV, and I was desperate for it. Basically, the TV advert with these kids at home popping some ice in the top of this snowman, turning the handle, and what came out? Slush puppies. Man, did I want that. And every year I'd ring it, and every year I didn't get it, because mum and dad were like, it's just a bit of plastic, darling. And you know what? Now I'm an adult, I've realised that it is just a bit of plastic. But I really do still want it. (laughs) And my mum and dad are actually here tonight. (laughs) So, Mum and Dad, um, if you haven't bought me a gift yet, I'm just saying. Speaking of which, and I wasn't expecting to do this, last night a funny thought popped into my head. I thought, I wonder if it's still for sale. And I got out the current Argos catalogue, and I kid you not, guys, look what I found. Look, Mr. Frosty. Yes, it's gone up a bit in price. It's £20, and I know it says for years three plus, right? But I still want it. So thank you, Mum and Dad. Um, Enough said. So on one scale are you list writers, and on the other scale are you surprise me's. And if you've got to surprise me this week, you're in trouble, guys. You're in trouble. Because what we do, we think, right, we can do this. So you go for it, you go, right, I'm going uptown, and you start rushing around the shops looking for that perfect gift. What could she mean by surprise me? Could it be this book? No, no, no. It's going to be this uh, a vase, some shoes, flowers. Yeah, f- no, not flowers. They might die. Um, no, wait, I've got it. And you see it, and you know you've got it. It's a breakdancing plastic Father Christmas. No, wait. Wait, wait, wait. It's never the breakdancing plastic by the prison. Put it back and keep going. So you keep going round the shop. Okay, it might be this scarf. Is it this woolly hat? It's perfume. It's perfume. Of course it's perfume. But what does she like? Does she like the cedar wood or is that bonfire? And then she, 
She likes the, the rose, or does that smell of old soap? No, don't go with the perfume. Definitely don't go with the perfume. Back into the shops, and ah, you finally get it. And you know you've got it. And you wrap it up, and Christmas Day comes, and you say to your loved one, darling, you said surprise me, so surprise! <laughs> I've bought our family some matching... Christmas pyjamas. There's even one for the dog, darling. And you see her face drop, and she goes, thanks, ever so much for that. And your heart sinks, and you say, I knew I should have got the plastic break dancing Father Christmas. I knew she'd prefer it. You know, when someone says, surprise me, just so we're all clear, they don't mean surprise me, okay? They mean just get something I really, really want, okay? Truth is, choosing a gift can actually be really stressful. Can be. And yet, even when we don't get it quite right, I want to let you all off the hook here tonight. Even when we don't get it quite right, it's all right. Because we've had a go. And a gift in itself is something special. And it kind of says, I thought of you. Or at least it says, I tried. Yeah? But every now and then, we get a gift that says so much more than that. I wonder, just think for a moment, have you ever had a gift that moved you to tears? I don't know. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Have you ever received a gift so unexpected, so wonderful, it actually touched your heart in a profound way? Because every now and then there's a gift that communicates so strongly to us that you're thought of, that you're remembered, that you matter, that you're loved. And perhaps you're sitting here now going, Matt, I don't know if I've ever received a gift like that. I want to say to every single person in this room, whoever you are, whatever your age, whatever you're doing here tonight, you have received a gift like this. In fact, it's a gift far more wonderful than any other gift anyone could ever give you. A gift more costly, more precious, more profound, more personal, more beautiful than any other gift that you could ever expect or ask for. It's a gift that says more than anything that you're remembered, that you matter, that you're loved. And in fact, it's the very best gift God could ever give. I don't know if you remember the John Lewis advert about four years ago of the girl looking up to the moon and the man up there. God, are you there? God, do you love me? God, how can I know? Friends, whoever you are here tonight, you can know. He is there. He does love you and you can know because he gave you the greatest gift he had. He gave his one and only son for you didn't come on balloons floating from the sky. He was born with the same blood and mess and pain as all of us. The same vulnerability that you and I know. He came into our mess, into our darkness, because we're loved more than we could ever realise. For to us, a son is given I don't want to get too complicated tonight, but I want to say that 
from the very beginning, God's always been and always will be Father, Son and Holy Spirit. One God, but in beautiful, perfect, loving relationship. He's never been lonely. He's never needed more. But he loves so much. He is love. And so he decided in his grace and his love to make us, to make you and me in his image with the capacity to love, to be loved, just like he has. He wanted to share that all that it is to know joy and peace. He longed for each one of us to flourish, to enjoy the beauty of this life, this world. His plans for you and I are for unending love that we would know them. But we chose to push him away. From the very beginning, humans have always mocked the idea of God, hated the idea of God, pushed God away. We've wanted to do things our way. It's just in us. We feel we know best. And so we choose the way of violence and greed and deceit and lies of putting ourselves first, of stepping on other people so we can do stuff my way. And we stuff it up. It's what we do. Over and over again. It's there when you look around the world, hurting world, struggle and pain and violence and suffering because so much of it because of us. And it's there in our own lives if we're honest. Pride and lies and anger, a sharp tongue. And so much comes from our desire to get what we think we want. Like our circles in that Argos catalogue, marked in there, or our X's, our crosses on the ballot paper this week. We so often long for something different or new, or something we think might make the world or us happier or better or more satisfied. But if we're honest, we're not sure what it is. We're not sure what we want, but we know we've not got it. I want to say that Father God, your Father God, knows exactly what it is you're yearning for. He knows that deep down what each one of us needs is true peace. It's joy, not just fleeting happiness, but a deep down joy. Renewed relationships, real and lasting hope, not just for now, but when we face that thing at the end called death that's frightening hope that says it's okay it's all right freedom from the guilt and the shame and the mistakes that all of us carry and fundamentally underneath all of it father god knows that we need to know that somehow in this life we matter that we're thought of that we're remembered that we're loved nothing else will ever truly satisfy us These are the things God's known from the beginning we need most of all. And he knows that none of us, none of us in this room can gain them on our own. We can't strive and grab them. And so he gave a gift more painful and more costly than we could ever dare ask or expect. This perfect, loving, heavenly father gave his perfect and beautiful, beloved son to come and help us. To come and give us these things, to come and win them for us. Last minute, just as we were setting up, I know it's a plastic baby, but there's still something about holding a little doll, even like this, and having the manger there. I put it 
up there on that speaker. Friends, there are gifts that you might ask for this Christmas. But I don't think any one of us would dare ask or think of saying to God, God, would you give me your son? Father, would you take your holy and your perfect beautiful boy and would you ask him whether he would come into this world and enter into all of my mess and my greed and my mistakes to get me out of it would you let him be born into vulnerability and muck and mess so that he would know what it feels like to be human and to be afraid would you let your beloved come from the glory of heaven where he's praised where he's in wonder and would you let him come to a place where we're going to spit at him and mock him Would you send me your one and only son to suffer and die on a brutal cross and give up everything for me? Can I put all my mess on him? Can I put all my suffering and shame and guilt, all of which I deserve, can I put it on his perfect shoulders because I can't cope with it and I can't free myself on my own? Would you do that for me, God? Nobody would ever dare ask God that because it's too much. I want to say to you, it's far, far too much. But yet, that's exactly what Father God did. Friends, Christmas is about a gift that we could never expect. And it's not a gift we'll ever really fully understand. I still struggle to comprehend the decision God made to send Jesus, his son, for me. I can't comprehend it, and I'm a minister, and I'm supposed to comprehend these things. Sorry to let you down. It's too much. What I do know is it was no small token gesture. It was no afterthought. It was no panic buy. It's the best gift Father God could ever give. And he chose to give him for me. And he chose to give him for you. And why would he do it? Well, he do it because you and I are loved more than we could ever imagine and this world is loved more than we could ever know. Friends, it's not clean, it's not tidy, it's not wrapped in beautiful paper, it's not impressive in that way. It's a gift that's vulnerable and crying and wrapped in strips of cloth. But I want to invite you this Christmas to come and see the gift that he's given the last thing you could ever expect, the last thing you ever deserved. Me too. It's too much. It doesn't seem right. But it's what he gave. Come and see this Christmas. Come and see for yourself the gift that he has given.